0: please can you remind me If your life you'll be so kind
1: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks, and I welcome you today. For those of you that are new to our show, I just want to give you a little bit of background. Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort worldwide. And we believe that by joining forces and sharing knowledge and just having these everyday conversations about life with dementia like we're going to do today, we're going to be able to remove the stigmas attached to memory loss and help those who are diagnosed with the disease or um, dealing with the disease live uh, continually with a purpose-filled life. Together, we can help everyone have a better understanding of the true true needs of these diseases. Um, At our core we believe that collaboration is really the only way that we're also going to win this battle. And we know that it's working because of all of your clicks and likes and shares with all of your circles. You see, each of you has had a huge impact on raising Alzheimer's Speaks profile by sharing our information with with all of your friends. Um, and so we really want to thank you for that because of, of your likes and clicks, you taking just those couple of seconds to share with your sphere of influence. You've made um, Alzheimer's Speaks the number one influencer online regarding Alzheimer's according to ShareCare and Dr. Oz. And, and again, we just can't thank you enough. We know how critical it is in all of our circles, how many people are dealing with this disease that don't talk about it. And, you know, we're going to make it a more comfortable setting for them to have discussions and to reach out for information if we all share um, our knowledge and our resources. So Again, thank you all so much for for being part of that. Um, I also want to just let you know that there's a few organizations that I I feel really strongly about that a lot of people don't know about or they don't know as well as they should. And the first I want to mention is Alzheimer's Disease International. That is the association of all associations, uh, all Alzheimer's associations around the world. So if you're looking at trying to find a resource close to you, Um, ADI is the perfect place to start. You're also going to get global knowledge there. They've got some great research that they're doing and resources. If you're local here in Minnesota, um, one of my favorite home health care agencies is HealthStar Home Health. They've done just some really unique, fun things. Uh, They were the first to do memory screens at the state fair. Uh, They got involved with me with the, um, the new film project, His Neighbor Phil. Um, they 're just cutting edge they 've trained their staff to be alzheimer 's whisperers, doing some really, really neat stuff. I also want to give a shout out to the alzheimer 's Research and Prevention Foundation. Um, they really do more of a holistic approach when it comes to the disease, so they 'll talk about diet and exercise and meditation in fact um, i 'll be doing a teleseminar with them. You can find information on my on my website about that that'll um, be five o 'clock. Um, pacific time tomorrow um who else should we do a uh, yell out to um i think dementia action alliance which is a brand new organization here in the u.s that is really trying to work um with person centered care and um you know if you haven't checked them out go to daanow.org so without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our guest today. We are lucky enough to have a panel of experts with us that are going to be doing a teleseminar called Less Stress, More Peace, Loving Someone with Alzheimer's. It's all about how to shift into a peaceful, joyful holiday energy, which sometimes can be a little taxing and so uh, the host of that uh, teleseminar um, or telesummit whatever you want to call it everybody calls it a little something different is Lori LaCarl. and she's a retired educator of 30 years and she has a deep passion for learning and expanding her horizons and being a service to others Um, along her own personal journey she's discovered how to stay anchored in peace love and joy by using a variety of modalities which have helped her, she says, immeasurably as she's experienced some of the ups and downs with her own mother who had Alzheimer's disease. Um, as the host of this free upcoming Telesummit, um, you know, you're going to learn so much um, great information uh, from, from this team of people. So thank you, Lori, for joining us today. How are you doing?
2: Thank you so much, Lori. I'm great, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Well, good. I'm
1: going to go ahead and introduce um, some of our other guests here, and then we'll, we'll get into having a conversation, and you can tell sure. us a little bit more about the summit as a whole. Um, the next guest I'd like to introduce is Julie Sherwood, and she's a board-certified music therapist, um, licensed creative arts psychotherapist, and founder of Inner Harmony Music and Wellness. And um, her work really touches my heart because I I just believe so much in the power of music and arts, um, especially when it comes to dementia. Uh, Julie integrates 20 years of experience um, with breath work and body work and trauma recovery and energy medicine into a really unique approach with her music therapy and sound healing. Um, Julie works in um, multiple clinical settings with individuals of all ages and all different diagnoses. So she's not limited just to dementia, um, though she does uh, does have an influence there. She understands the neuropsychology of Alzheimer's and how it is influenced by music and sound. So welcome, Julie. Thank you, Lori.
3: Thanks for having me here.
1: Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to get, have our conversation here. So um, like I said, music is really dear to to my heart and same with the arts, um, I saw the impact it had on my own mom, so it'll be really interesting to hear hear what you have uh, to share with others here today um, next i 'm going to go go ahead and inter um, introduce uh, Reverend Jennifer uh, Berkeley, and um, she is a new thought teacher, speaker, and counselor, and just overall leader. She is a spiritual director director of Rockland Center for Spiritual Living and um, in New York, and she's had the opportunity to share her vision of transforming lives through her inspiring talks and life-changing classes. So I think she's going to give us a real unique twist. Um, So welcome, Reverend. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, and thank you so much. Um, I'm thrilled to be on the show, so thanks for inviting me.
1: Good. We're glad to have you. Um, Last, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Lisa Barrett. And she's known as the health revolutionist, and she is a doctor of Oriental medicine. And um, Lisa has traveled, you know, far and wide um, around the world, learned from different cultures and lifestyles, on uh, never en- a, a never-ending global search for wellness and products that can really help with that natural healing process and treatment. Um, she consults uh, with private clients globally on how to restore their healthy uh, their health naturally. So, so welcome. How are you doing today, Lisa?
4: Hi, Lori. It's an honor to be on your show today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're excited to
1: have all all four of you ladies with us. And I think what we're going to go ahead and and start out with is, um, Lori, I'm going to have you just kind of um, tell people how did, you, how did you pull this team together and, and what, what started the whole summit process. Lori, are you there? Did we lose Lori? Lori? Okay, it looks like we lost Lori. We're going to have to call her back in. Not quite sure what happened. So, okay, so I'm going to switch her up then. Um, I'm going to have each of you, um, and I'll just point a question to, to one of you at a time, and I'll start with Julie. Julie, have you ever had any personal experience with dementia or Alzheimer's, maybe in your own family or, or circle of friends?
3: Uh, I have had some family friends with Alzheimer's. and and worked in a more casual way to use music to relate with them. Um, And then, of course, the experience using the music therapy in more clinical settings as well.
1: Okay, wonderful. And how how about you, Reverend? Have you um, been touched by the disease within your own family at all?
0: Yes, I've been um very in very much so in a personal way. My dad actually passed away from um Alzheimer's and dementia as well as um all of his sisters, three of his sisters. So it's it's rather prevalent in my family and so I've had a lot of one on one experience with my aunts and especially with my father. Okay. As um, you know, he moved toward the end of his life, he had to be put into a nursing home and so I spent many hours with him there and um, from my perspective from my spiritual perspective the gift of that disease is really forcing us to be totally in the present moment with the person because that's the only moment that they know and and gives us an opportunity to really let go of the past and not even worry so much about the future, but just be really present with them in, in the moment, the now moment.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Lisa, how about you? Have you been personally touched uh, by the disease in your own
4: family? Well, I've had many, many friends who have been dealing with Alzheimer's with family members, but what has really touched me the most has been working very closely with many, many patients over the years, over the past 20 years, really, who are looking for ways to manage their stress and really turn this situation around into something that's a joyous experience instead of, instead of a really stressful experience. So that, that is what has touched me the most.
1: Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I'm going to see if we've got Lori back on yet. Okay, oops, I gotta read a note. We're having some problems here. <laughs> Which is a little unusual. Okay, yeah, go ahead and call her back in. We have to we have to turn something down because we might hear a little ringy ding-ding in here um, while we're doing this. This still isn't the, the most perfect call system that we have, but we'll just wait a second here and, and get Lori back.
3: Press one for more options. We did not get your message either
1: because... Okay, we're not... Well, we'll try her again here in a bit. So I'm sure she's panicking on the other side since this is her (laughs) tele-summit. She's been so excited about doing. Um, Well, why don't we go ahead and while we're still trying to get Lori back on the line, um, again, I'll just throw these questions to each of you one by one. Um, Jennifer, um, can you tell us uh, why did you decide to get involved with, uh, with the Less Stress, More Peace Summit?
0: Well, I, I, as I said, because I had such a you know, a personal and, and intimate experience with Alzheimer's, it is something that is very near and dear to my heart. And I also did see some of, as my dad, when especially when he was in the nursing home, I did have the opportunity to participate with him in some of the modalities that really did work and I you know, love what Julie does, because the sound um, the use of sound and song was always one of the things that 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 they really were able to relate to. I'll just quickly say that even with my aunts, when we had a family gathering, we would you know be sitting there, and four people in the room would would be in the state of Alzheimer's. And when they started singing the old Italian songs, they knew every single word. So there were some things that I could really see that would work and I knew that I had some tools in my toolkit such as, you know, meditation and again just the practice of being fully and completely present with someone in, in the moment that could really work in this setting and so I had an interest just to investigate that more and get more involved.
1: Okay, great. And how about you, Julie? What what drew you into getting involved um, with the Less Stress, More Peace Summit?
3: Well, so obviously, uh, I agree with Jennifer and with what you said earlier, that um, music and sound are just such great modalities. I think um, they help us shift our emotional state very, very easily and shift our energy state very easily. And... And I love that they can uh, both support the caregiver and support the person with Alzheimer's at the same time. So I think that makes it especially a valuable thing to share for, for caregiver support. And I have a special passion for relaxation techniques and stress relief and focusing on using music and sound um, in both ways in terms of supporting the caregiver and also the additional knowledge to help them make connections with their loved ones through using music like the example that Jennifer just gave.
1: Okay, wonderful. Lisa, how about you? What what pulled you into, uh, into the summit for Less Stress, More Peace?
4: Well, when Lori invited me to participate, I was really excited because the Alzheimer's issue is such a growing situation in our society today, and so many people are dealing with this. And I'm a humanitarian, so anything that I can do to help others knowing how to deal with this, I I didn't hesitate for a second to get involved with this. And the other thing is I've worked with Lori in the past on, on summits, and for your listeners, she does a terrific job, and this is something that they won't want to miss because most of these events that I've seen that deal with the Alzheimer's subject are dealing with the person who has Alzheimer's. And in this case, Lori is, is placing the focus on the person who has a loved one and how that person can can deal with their their emotions and their their issues and their you know, their sadness and all of the anxiety and all of these things around it. So it's it's really a unique approach and and uh, I'm just really, really excited about participating.
1: Wonderful. We're gonna go ahead and try calling Lori back in here again. We'll see what happens. So if you can just bear with us just a moment here. Hopefully she'll answer quick. <laughs> Hello? Hi, Lori. How are you doing? This is Lori. <laughs> are you? We lost you. Yeah, sorry about that. So we've been just kind of okay? talking a little bit, but I'm going to have you go ahead and uh, tell our audience why you know why did you decide to do this summit? What's the what was the driving force behind it, and um, what do you what do you hope to achieve with it?
2: Mm. Two great questions, thank you. Well, first of all, um, as you had mentioned, my uh, mom has Alzheimer's, or we actually kind of call it dementia. My grandmother had it 20 years ago and uh, she had dementia, and we see the same things in my mom, so we do tend to say that, but either one, it's memory loss, and it's, uh, as you know, devastating. So I've been really, for most of the year, trying to figure out how to connect to and help and support people that are, you know, in the same or similar boat, so to speak, as I am, and nothing was really coming to me, and then suddenly in August, I was about to, start to put a tele together and it came to me that the best thing I could do is to do a summit and share all the techniques that work for me, that keep me going, that keep me afloat. And so that's what my quest was, and it's really been working out wonderfully. Um, the panelists and experts that um that you have on today are also good friends of mine. And um they have helped me to keep afloat as have their um methods get me going and there are many other people that I'm featuring on the summit also whose techniques I use. I go to them uh, in circles and whatnot for, uh, you know, always doing that together in a group and then I can do it at home as well. So um, so yeah, that's, that's how that came about and it's still a work in progress. I'm actually having experts approach me who are hearing about my summit and want to participate. So I am really hoping and trusting that this will just reach as many people as possible. I'm hoping to uplift and support and help them uh, through the holidays because um, we found in my family the holidays can be particularly devastating and depressing. And. Um, and you know they're already extra stressful and busy, and a lot of times you're seeing family members that you don't see too often and it isn't always like the best of experiences so given that, and then you add um you know someone with that kind of difficulty into the mix, and you know people that haven't. Seen this person in a while are usually pretty surprised and, you know, there's some judgment involved. There are a lot of different issues. So uh, that's why I particularly targeted the holidays. But what's great about all of these tools and methods, techniques, whatever you'd like to call them, is that they're great for every day of the year and for every single issue, difficult emotion, experience, situation that might come up. So my goal is just to really help people to have quick and easy tools to use to feel better and to uh, when they're uplifted then they can also uplift those around them and these tools also by the way are great uh... for kids kids love these kinds of things and they're usually good reminders to help us to do what we need to do for ourselves too and the bottom line is to um to help everyone to take care of themselves because that's an issue I'm always working on with myself is taking care of myself. I'm a great nurturer and caretaker, but I usually end up last on the list. So this uh, is bumping me up, which helps me to be more available to my parents to support my dad and to work with my mom.
1: Okay, wonderful. Um, Let me go ahead and ask Julie, in terms of... um, what exactly are you going to be speaking on? Um, can, you, can you give us kind of just a, a little uh, taste of what people can expect to hear about and learn about um, through, through your wisdom, Julie?
3: Sure. Um, so, so my real goal is to help caregivers feel entitled and empowered to care for themselves and to remember themselves. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about using vocal toning as a technique for helping themselves to relax. And um, I choose that out of a number of other techniques just because it's simple. It's very easy to explain and to guide people through. And it's um, a tool that's always available to them. So i'll do a little bit of describing how that might work, and some very simple ways of of using um the the sense of a kind of internal massage that comes from working with the vibration of our own voice and focusing our intention and our attention and just kind of scanning through the body and using um those vocal tones to help ourselves relax
4: uh, i'll do it in a
3: very simple way so it's something that's accessible to people who aren't used to using their voices for for musical purposes. Um, And then I also want to share a few tips about how caregivers can shift the energy and the emotion of of the whole environment when they're working with their loved ones, how they can use music, um, like like Jennifer had described, how you can make that connection with a loved one by choosing the right kind of music and using it in the right way so that you can facilitate that sense of connection with them and bring them joy and bring them into relaxed. States, states and joyful states and share those experiences with them since music is a modality that just really goes right to the core of the emotions and the energy and doesn't require um, the kind of cognitive processing that sitting and having conversations and things like that does. So, so I want caregivers to know how they can use that as a tool for making connections too with their loved ones so that they can share that as well. So with
1: vocal toning um, or toning, is that like, you know, people saying OM or, or doing certain, certain sounds, um, certain
3: mantras? That, is, that can be one way of practicing, okay. um, using specific vowel sounds, specific mantras, um, scanning through the chakras. What I'll teach in the radio show uh, in the summit is just something very, very simple. And I like to just get people started with what's essentially just a hum. So I like to have them just practice with a closed mouth mm, and just use that sound starting in the chest. Um, that's a tone and an area that it's very easy to really feel the physical sensation of that vibration. And it just helps to really alleviate tension and it helps to deepen our breathing. Um, so, So for an introduction to this. I'm going to invite people just to try the very simple process. And then uh, I'm going to make a handout available to people where they can look at some of the other mantras that other people like to explore. So if this is a technique they want to explore more deeply, they can try some different processes. Uh, But the nice thing about just using one simple uh, vowel sound and allowing people to find whatever pitch really feels nice to them is it's just so easy and accessible, and they can do it anywhere if they're feeling a little bit... Uh, anxious or a little stressed, they can slip off into a corner somewhere and just kind of tone into their chest for a few moments. And it's, it's astonishing how quickly it can be very soothing. And that's something they can even share with a loved one. They can actually invite that person to do some humming with them or some singing with them. So I want to make it really easy for people who haven't explored it before to just get started with it and feel the benefits right away.
1: Okay. that sounds That sounds great. I know you do breath work too. And I know for me that is amazing um, how simple it is and, like you said, how you can just do it anywhere and mm-hmm. um, right. and really feel the shift in the body and then utilizing the music um, to kind of shift the environment. I don't know if, if anyone in the audience has seen the movie Alive Inside or even the YouTube video, but that just shows, I mean, really poignant how much music can change not only the person but everybody in that space. Um, you know, by by shifting moods and and uh, stuff. So it's pretty powerful. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to see a music therapist in action, and you have the opportunity to do that, um, I highly recommend it because it's an amazing sight to see um, what what they can do with a person um, through their talents and through their skill sets. So mm-hmm.
3: wonderful. Thank you for yeah. sharing, Julie. Um, Thank you for mentioning that. If if I may, before you ask the next question, just mention sure. to people that if they want to learn more about that, they can look at the American Music Therapy Association website and learn more about how music therapists will actually work with their loved ones. Great. Wonderful. Thank you. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Reverend Berkeley, um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be speaking about and, and maybe, uh, you know, a sample takeaway <coughs> that people can Absolutely.
0: Expect? Um, One of the things that I am going to really be focusing on in the summit is the use of meditation for caregivers, because I know um, in my dad's case, it was extremely stressful, particularly for my mother, and um, having to deal with him and his challenges on a day-to-day basis. And I just began to work with her, and that's really where I started that. And then, then then extended that when I worked with my own clients in my own counseling practice for people that were in that caretaker role. And what I found with the meditation was specifically for my mom because of everything else she was so preoccupied with that it was really important to to focus on manageable and doable meditation because many times when people think about meditation they think of sitting for hours in a lotus position. So, really, creating some specific meditations for caregivers that they could do, and helping them to create what I call, you know, their happy place or, or their sacred place, um, and associate a feeling tone with that, so that at any time, in the midst of anything, they can go back to that feeling tone, which will give them a sense of ease and peace in the midst of some of the daily frustration and um, uneasiness that they feel because basically they've got to stay healthy and and strong in their role as caretaker and so it's really important when they're in that kind of dis-ease to have a tool such as meditation to bring them back into what i call ease and grace and um, also i'm going to be talking about the power of prayer because i would be remiss not to include that. I firmly believe in the power of prayer and the prayer that I teach and the prayer that I like to talk about is affirmative prayer. So we're not, you know, begging and beseeching, but really using what we know to be the truth of who we are. And um, that allows the caregiver to also, regardless of the appearance of the person that they're dealing with, um really gives them an opportunity to see to you know into the soul beyond the beyond the appearance to the truth of that person and stay connected to that truth because sometimes it's very easy to lose sight of that truth in the midst of 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 what's being presented
1: well that makes that makes a lot of sense um and how about you lisa can you give us a little taste of what you're going to be talking about
4: sure now i'm just listening and these are such good topics i can't wait to hear these interviews um What I really want to um, bring to the listening audience is an awareness around a very powerful tool for shifting that what may be perceived as a negative situation into a positive one, and that is by using the tool of self hypnosis and you know many people are they don 't really understand what hypnosis really is and how it works and and they want to know how to be able to use this tool, and I uh, want to, you know, basically we, the human is like a a computer, and we are running on programs that, uh, like our, our, we have a hard drive that is programmed with, Uh, a belief system and through hypnosis we can actually tap into that hard drive other also known as the subconscious mind and give it a new programming that will actually run you and you can shift your emotions you can learn to train yourself to deal with stress and anxiety through the use of this powerful tool. And in many ways, it has a similar effect as, uh, meditation and guided meditation. The, the difference is that hypnosis allows you to actually tap into that subconscious mind and work with, uh, shifting the belief system. And, um, I have actually created a a self hypnosis mp3 that um Lori will be giving away as a free gift to anyone who opts in or registers for her tele summit and it's absolutely free and you'll get it at the at the time of registration and this will actually take anybody even a beginner who has never attempted self hypnosis but just by listening to this 20 minute recording, I will take you through the process of putting yourself into a state of self-hypnosis where you can begin that process of shifting your, your perspective around this situation with loving someone with Alzheimer's into a very positive, positive experience.
1: Wonderful. Well, I think, uh, you know, for the whole hypnosis piece, and I'm just going to put this out there because I, I think for some people they get a little bit nervous about that. Is there anything that, that they need to be scared about with hypnosis? I mean, I, I know I've done it. Um, many people have done it, but I know that I've had friends that are like, oh, that, that, that spooks them a little. Can, is there something that you can tell people to maybe um, rid them of that fear?
4: Sure. You know, we people say, well, for, there's a couple things I get. Some people say, I can't be hypnotized, and that's not true because we actually, hypnosis is a, a, actually just an altered state of our consciousness. And without realizing it, we go into a state of hypnosis. We go in and out of that state every single day. And let me give you an example. Have you ever been driving down the highway and you arrive at your destination, and all of a sudden it occurs to you that you kind of had a blank spell where you, you don't exactly remember doing, you don't exactly remember how you got there because you were kind of drifting away. You had actually entered a state of hypnosis and, um, you know, this, it, it, it occurs commonly for us every single day. So there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, you are very alert. You are in total control at all times. And it's just a matter of allowing yourself to accept the suggestions that mm-hmm. are given to you in for example, in my m p three by listening to it, all you have to do is allow and if you don't want to allow, you don't have to, so you are always in control
1: okay, and I know when I was um hypnotized this was one time in a in a bar. Um, and it got, you know, I was up on stage with a bunch of people and it, it, some people got a little aggressive and I woke up immediately. I came out of that state and, and, um, the, the, um, guy who was, uh, doing the hypnosis says, well, that's common because you're not going to go any place you don't want to go. And exactly. so, so just to assure yeah. people that you, you are in control, um, with that. And, um, I, again, I just thought that might be something good to, to mention because sometimes with, um. I think so many people are used to, um, you know, our our medicine here. And, you know, when we get into holistic fields and stuff and realms, it's really new to a lot of people. And um, so I think sometimes it just needs a little bit more explaining. I found it to be very helpful, you know, all of what you're talking about here. Um, on this summit, from you know prayer and meditation, um, I have I found on my journey, anyways, that I've become much more spiritual than I even ever thought I could be. <laughs> you know, um, but it, it really has deepened my faith and my connection, and um, and my my self acknowledgement of of what my own body and mind is going through. Um, instead of pushing stuff aside, um, I kind of deal with those things I think better than what I used to in the past. So thank you for that. Um, Lori, was there anything that you wanted to add in terms of of what these ladies had talked about with their their different um, segments here?
2: Sure. Well, as I said, these are all modalities that I use that really work well for me. And um, I will say as far as uh, the vocal toning Uh, That is one of the modalities that really works especially well for me, getting any kind of negative emotions out of my body. And I experience such a great relief with that. And also um, a good friend of mine and and, um, certified emotional freedom technique um, practitioner will also be on the summit. And that I find to be the other... Uh, modality that most helps me to get the stress the anxiety the grief whatever it is out of my body um but and all these other modalities they help with the relaxation they help to to get me more grounded more focused more centered um, however you'd like to say it and uh, and there will be other things on the summit as well i don't know, do you want me to mention a few other topics sure, or sure that would be great. Okay, Um, well there's also, um, and again a lot of these I actually practice every day, Uh, affirmative prayer I do every day, and um, one other thing that I do without fail every day is Ho'oponopono, which I'm sure many people have heard of, they may not know exactly what it is, but that's an ancient Hawaiian problem-solving process, it works for any kind of problem. Um, that you might be experiencing with your body, with another person, with finances, health it doesn't matter. And um, it's really a very simple process. And it's basically, I love you, thank you, which you can just say kind of as a mantra in your head. Uh, I like to say it, you know, or, or have it repeat in my head throughout the day in lots of situations. And I just find, you know, sending love um, just even out there in general, and obviously specifically to my loved ones and anyone else. Uh, really, obviously, love. You know, love is the most powerful emotion, and uh, and the thank you, of course, I also am a firm believer in gratitude, and so those two work well for me, and I do find that I have a much different experience with my mom than other people in my family because i use these modalities regularly and i do stay very in touch with my spiritual part of me and because i'm always you know sending lots of love and lots of gratitude out there uh, it really is incredible, in fact, I just had an experience um 'cause I go to see my parents you know uh every day or more every other day or more, and when I was there uh two nights ago, my mom just i don 't know where it came from, but she was just really, really funny and uh... which I mean she always has a good sense of humor even these days, but I mean she was the one that was being funny as opposed to just receiving the humor and enjoying it, and it was just a riot so i I kind of never know what things are going to be like, but I do know that I have much greater experiences with her than some of my family members because, um, you know, I do handle things differently. So, um, and I actually uh, have been following, I'm not sure what was said while I was um, not connected, but I've been following Mabel Katz for quite a few years and she is um, a leading authority and expert on Hall Pono Pono and she's written a number of books and she actually goes all around the country and all around the world to uh, to train people in that technique and so um, she really actually was just about to leave for a tour month, two-month tour around the world and um, she was generous enough to give me an interview right before she left. So she's one of the featured speakers uh, on the summit also, and um, she does a great job, and she actually wrote a book, The Easiest Way, uh, because she feels Ho'oponopono is the easiest way to deal with everything in life, and um, that that really does lead to um, more happiness, love, wealth, and so on. Um, and also John E. Welshon, also known as Ramananda, he's written several books, and I've actually heard him in person at workshops and different talks, and um, his the most appropriate book for this audience is called Awakening from Grief, Finding the Way Back to Joy, and he is just an incredibly uh, peaceful, uh, centered, grounded person. So um, he also uh, gave me a really great interview. So those are some of the other topics. There are other things. Anne Ribley, who I've been following on the Internet for quite a while, she does. She sends um, emails out every week with the most incredibly powerful mantras. So uh, I will be interviewing her this week. And um, I'm trying to think of what else. Reiki, which I also love. And it's very um, very relaxing, and people can do self Reiki. There's flower essences which work well for me. Aromatherapy, also known as known as essential oils, and there's also a fellow that I just interviewed who talks a lot about grounding, and the use of uh, salt lamps and how they benefit um, everyone. And and what the other thing, Lori, that I really like about all of these topics is yes, the summit is focused on the loved one, the caregiver. But um, most of these modalities can be used directly with the person with Alzheimer's or dementia, depending on, obviously, um, what level they're at. Um, Some of the things, like flower essences, I use Rescue Remedy. When I go to my parents' house, I put it in their coffee or their orange juice or or whatever, it's just four drops and that's it, you know. Um, Aromatherapy, it's the oil. So there are a lot of things that you can even do and, you know, they're not even aware of it. But that that helps to to elevate them and reduce their stress and and increase their joy and whatnot. So that's why the summit really is good all around for everybody. Pardon me for every day of the year. Okay,
1: um, and and I think that's one of the nice things with all of the techniques that you shared is um, they're much broader use. Um, it, it's not just limited to dementia or caregiving. It it's these are exactly. things you can apply in all of your life. Um, throughout your life and so um, I, I would like to ask you Lori, though because you had made reference to you know not all your family kind of does what you do um, did, you, did you get any pushback from that because I, I know in my family um, I was kind of that odd duck too um, using different techniques and they didn't quite understand and, and yeah. stuff and yeah. I, I've seen it change over the years but it's still kind of taboo um, with some of my siblings.
2: Well, yeah, well, I have all, I have three brothers and a dad, so it's me and my mom and the guys, you know, so, um, but actually, um, they, they know about a fair amount of it, they don't have an interest, there's not really negativity about it, I'm sure they think I'm a little nuts, or maybe a lot nuts, and that's okay, my dad knows about stuff, um, because I, I talk to him all the time, and, um, You know, he thinks it's wacky, too, but I'm having a feeling one of these days I might get him to try something. My mom does love Reiki. I actually was uh taking my mom for Reiki uh starting quite a few years ago. She did was apprehensive going the first time and I'm like, Ma, just please give it a try. You're going to love it. And she just trusted me enough and she couldn't believe the incredible session that she had. And so since then, you know, we've we've gone every so often. Um these days not so much. Um, actually, uh, I usually have somebody come to the house for her for that now and um you know, but, you know, and I keep trying to get my dad to type the Reiki also because it would just do him a world of, good. he was very close to it and um, it backed off a little bit, but I think he'll kind of come around because I know particularly, like, the tapping would also be so good for him. He's got so much grief, you know, so much sadness, and he's angry, he's frustrated the whole bit, you know, Um and he's, like, you were talking before about the judgment and whatnot. He's felt that very much so, Um, you know, he hasn't wanted to share with a lot of people what's going on with my mom because he's, he's worried about them judging her. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot there, but yeah, they, they think I'm a odd duck and I'm perfectly okay with that. But like I said, they really aren't judgmental. You know, they're just like, oh, oh, they're going to worry again, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but like I said, my dad listens to all of it and he gets a kick out of it. So. (laughs) <laughs>
1: okay, well, wonderful. Um,
2: yeah. I'm just going to ask, uh, you know,
1: Reverend uh, Berkeley. is there anything else that you'd like to add?
0: Uh, it sounds like it's pretty, it's pretty much covered. I love everything that Lori's doing. I, I, I am really looking forward to not only participating in this uh, summit as a giver, but very much so as a receiver. So I'm really excited. I think it's such an important topic. And I think it's so important to really do something that focuses on the caregiver, because I know that that's a really important and an essential element. So I'm just really grateful to be a part of this. And I just really love what Lori's doing.
1: Wonderful. Lisa, how about you? Anything else you'd like to add?
4: You know, I'm really wanting to just contribute to the listeners that, and uh, with a message of hope in knowing that this is a very manageable situation when you're dealing with someone with Alzheimer's. It 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 can be a positive and very loving experience, and uh, you know the the listeners really need to keep their eye on the work that Lori Lecarle is doing because. She is creating a network and a system for the caregiver to receive the support that they need. And that's such an important piece of this, knowing that you're not alone, that there are many, many others that are going through this experience right along with you who will help you and support you every step of the way. So keep an eye on the work she's doing because it's big and um, and an, a really amazing uh, resource for anyone who is dealing with Alzheimer's.
1: Wonderful, and I think we lost Julie. Um, Wyatt, you wanna see if we can pull Julie back in again? We've never had so many people bumped out before.
2: <laughs> it's
1: I, I don't know. Here,
2: it's a hot topic. <laughs> here, well, here
1: here in Minnesota, Comcast uh, internet hasn't exactly been too great. <laughs> was, I don't know if it's the weather or what's going on out there, but uh, everyone I talk to has been been having some problems. So uh, we'll try to get we'll try to get her back on the line here. Hello. Hey, Julie. So sorry you got bumped out there. I guess it was your turn. We we bumped, uh, we bumped Lori, and now it was I you. Guess so. <laughs> so thanks well, for thanks for getting me back. Yeah, we were just <laughs> we were just kind of um, wrapping up and asking if there was anything else that you wanted to add that uh, share with our audience that maybe you didn't have time to earlier.
3: Well, you know, one thought that came up for me when you mentioned um, some of the examples in the media of using music with people with Alzheimer's is that some of those examples don't always have best practices depicted, and that's one thing that I wanted to share some information about on the summit. If you want to use music with a loved one, the best way to approach that, selecting particular kinds of music that work for that individual based on who they are and your relationship with them and Um, How much music to use, how often to use music. I think those are important things. I love that the awareness of the impact of music is being raised so much in so many places, Um, but I don't think that it's always um, quite as as, uh, detailed or as thoughtfully explained to people who might want to try it for themselves. So that's something that I would like to be able to give to caregivers, too, if they want to use not just music for themselves, but music to facilitate connections and facilitate positive experiences with their loved ones, that they know the best way to go about doing that that will really serve their loved one in a, in a solid way.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you. Um, I, I think this will be a really interesting summit uh, for so many people. Lori, can you tell people um, how they can get involved in uh, in signing up for the summit and when it's going
2: to be? Sure. I would love to. Um, Here's the website for starters. It's www.lessstressmorepeacewithalzheimers.com. And I'll say it one more time, www.lessstressmorepeacewithalzheimers.com. And it is a totally free summit. As Lisa said, she's put together an incredible self-hypnosis recording, which I have to say, she sent it to me. I listened to it, and oh, my goodness, was I relaxed. So it's not something to be doing in the car. (laughs) Anyway, but that's phenomenal. So that's for everyone that signs up. And um, the start date is Monday, November 30th. Um, which happens to be my birthday, which it just happened to work out that way. So it's kind of like a birthday present I'm giving myself, as it turns out. And I'm not sure how many days the summit will go for because, like I said, I'm still having experts approach me. But at this point, it's going to be uh, at least five days. And uh, it w- what will happen is people will receive an email from me every day, actually, while they're still sleeping. And it will have information about the topic and the experts and the links for the interviews. And then they will have all day until midnight Pacific time to listen to, uh, those interviews. And, you know, that will happen every day. So, um, so again, totally free. You get a free gift for signing up, and the experts have been incredibly generous with the gifts that they're offering. In fact, like Marbelle Katz, that, that book of hers that I love, The Easiest Way, she's giving that away to people on the summit. So there's just all kinds of, of great gifts that um, the experts have been incredibly generous. Um, they've been very touched by the topic. So um, they've really gone overboard, which I'm just really so incredibly grateful for.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you all, ladies, for uh, taking time out of your day today. Again, Laurie LeCarle um, is going to be the host of these uh, magnificent uh, summit interviews for Less Stress and More Peace with Alzheimer's. And uh, Julie Sherwood is the board-certified music therapist and uh, creative arts psychotherapist and founder of Inner Harmony Music and Wellness, and I, I would imagine her session is going to be pretty eye-opening for people. And then uh, Reverend Jennifer uh, Berkeley is a kind of a new thought uh, teacher, speaker, counselor, and leader, and spiritual director. And she's going to give some great insight in terms of again, how do you how do you remove that stress or reduce it, and um, and move towards that center of of peace and joy. And then Lisa Barrett, who is known as the health revolutionist, is a doctor of Oriental medicine and um, just kind of that uh, holistic uh, rejuvenist in terms of body, mind, heart, and soul. So, and uh, so many others that uh, that Lori had also mentioned. So, again, um, nothing to be lost here; um, everything to be gained. And you know, I would highly encourage you to. To sign up and um, listen to some new techniques. I mean, it's always good for us to learn new ways and new options. And okay. most of us aren't going to walk away and start applying everything we hear. Um, we're gonna we're gonna resonate with one or two things, and those one or two things can be life changing for you. So, um, would encourage you to to be part and um, and take Lori up on her on her free offer with the summit and, and gain some powerful knowledge. So. Thank you again all ladies uh for taking Thank the time you. to be with us today.
2: Thank uh, you Lori this was thanks. so generous of you and I really appreciate it.
1: Wonderful. Well best of luck and and keep us posted on uh, on thanks. how it goes, okay? We will. Thank you so much. Thank you.
3: Thank you Lori. Yeah.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. Yep, bye now. Thank you Lori. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. For those of you that missed our last radio show, we had uh, Patrick Talion who is really making a difference with technology. And like all of our shows here, they are archived. So go ahead and listen uh, to those. In fact, he has a brand-new app out. I'm going to be uh, doing an article on that one tomorrow. It will be coming out on the blog. So look for that. It's a phone app that is, uh, I think, can be life-changing, not just for those dealing with dementia um, and diagnosed with it, but pretty much for everyone. It just makes uh, our smartphones a little bit smarter for us. Um, We are going to be talking with Dr. Mosh coming up here to learn a little bit more about uh, neuropsychology and how it can help those living with dementia, We're also going to be talking with Mindy Bolton, and she's going to be talking about activities. So those are in the next couple of shows coming up. Uh, As far as dementia chats, we're not going to be able to do them this month just due to conflicts in scheduling. I really feel bad about that, but we'll get back on track for December, so you can ask the experts living with dementia your questions. Uh, For people who are interested in uh, screenings of the new dementia film, His Neighbor Phil, on the 19th, it'll be showing at 4 p.m. at Rasmussen College in Egan, Minnesota. The 22nd, at 6 p.m., it'll be showing at White Pines in Blaine, and Minnesota, and also on the 22nd at 1.30 in the afternoon at Edgewood Senior Living in Blaine. And then in uh, December, on the 2nd at 4 p.m., at White Pines in Invergrove Heights, we're going to see more and more um, offerings of this film really throughout uh, throughout the globe. Here, um, I also wanted to highlight a blog post uh, that I did on the thirteenth, and it came from one of our followers, uh, Angela, and she wrote a beautiful prayer, uh, a beautiful poem called "My Prayer," and it definitely I think is worth reading. So, go ahead and check that out. In the meantime, have a safe and productive week. And uh, don't forget to utilize your memory chip, which focuses on three simple things. Um, When you're dealing with somebody with dementia, are they safe? Are they happy? Are you pain-free? You can go to alzheimerspeaks.com and become a member. There's no fee for that, and you can go ahead and pick that uh, tool up along with many, many others. Have a great week, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host